Eric, you're amazing. Thank you, Grace. That was not uh, planned out. Have I told uh, you that lately? Eric, no. you're amazing. Yeah, I, I don't you, tell you yes. that enough, do I? No, you don't. Nobody does. I feel like it needs to be said more Eric, often. Just so you know, you're amazing. Thank you. I really appreciate that, Grace. Grace, it's episode 18. Are you ready for it? What does that mean? Listen. Ah! No, 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 no. That you you can't do that. What? Listen, what? what? Let me go. <laughs> the number 18 is a hard one to rhyme. So I'll just skip it and save us some time. I'm Eric Idiot Renner Kosek. And I'm Grace Hot Pants Langheim. Eric is all business in the front of the pack, and I am all about the party in the back. That's right, business up front and party in the back. Together, we are the Running Mullet. And we are going to talk about every aspect of running, the podium to the DNF and everything in between. If you are a runner, this show is for you. Now sit back, get out your foam roller, and enjoy the party. Welcome, everyone, to the live broadcast of The Running Mullet. Yes. Welcome to, for all the people who are live and joining in, thank you for joining us live on the YouTubes and the Facebooks. And if you're listening to us Tuesday morning, good morning. I hope you're going out for a lovely run. Yeah, but you should have been here Monday night. I just got to <laughs> That's the place to be. So this is episode number 18. Have, yeah. we, done, have we gotten 18 times better, you think? I, I at least at yeah. least 18 times better. Yeah, I I agree. It's hard to count. We're like level we're like level 47. We're at level 47 now. We're like level 47 podcasters. I, I, is that good? Yeah, it's absolutely good. Wow. The the scale only goes up to what 48? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it goes up to 48. <laughs> we're level 47 already oh man how's your week going you are busy you're planning uh, you're planning for your big mm -hmm. um um women camp. Camp. camp thank camp. you yeah 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 if if you know you know but there, there's we're gonna have some fun this weekend that's what's gonna happen but yeah the summertime is so busy and a lot going on um I had fun this past weekend and can't wait for the next, you know, that's how it go. How about you, man? What's going yeah. on? You're getting ready for your, it's not a race. It's a run. Yeah. Next weekend, everybody's coming to my house. We're going to have fun. Everybody's going to make new friends. Everybody's going to have fun and smiles and not break anything and go home with memories and best friends and stuff like that, that they didn't know they have. You, and you sound really excited about it too. So I'm super I'm always, excited. <laughs> always excited. And you're coming up to my house. I, mean, I am. Look at this smile. I mean, come on. Full mullet. Yeah. Mullet joined. Yeah. We it's gotta happening. Yeah, we gotta talk about what we're gonna figure out there for the show and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And um we got we got big stuff happening today. Do we? Yeah, it's uh yeah. Let's see. It's Ironstone Eve, 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 uh -huh. or maybe I went to a on a Eves. Tonight is the last at midnight, I believe. Is 
is the deadline to register for Ironstone 100K, which we're talking about first off, right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You want to um, intro, Patrick? Yeah, I guess if we must. So we have we have the co-race director of Ironstone 100K on here. What's his name? Patrick Say Cheese. <laughs> right? Now we. I just wanted you to intro him because I want to see how many times what you what you come up with for his uh, last name. Well, all right, before he before he <laughs> tells us and clarifies it, what, do, what give me your guess? Um, I'm gonna go with Patrick Sash. Sash Sash. It gets you in the middle there, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense in my head, and it comes out of my mouth terrible. It sounds terrible. Yeah. Say she's. Say she's. Sash. Sash say. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For that. <laughs> anyway. I'm in the same boat as you. I just wanted you to do deal with it first. Yeah. As we told you last week, this he just Patrick, finished. Patrick, we don't know how to say your last name. We're going to like. You want to bring him in? Bring him in, yeah. Okay, let's bring him in. Patrick, what is your last name? How are you? Eric, you're awesome. Thank you. You're awesome. I appreciate that. I didn't even ask him to say that. Oh, I thought it was required. Eric is awesome. Yeah. It's required. Right. So last name is Soxy. I'm going to go music <gasps> teacher nerd on you. Um, Ooh, uh, the like SAT works like Bach. And then yeah. we just kind of make our way, make it up for the end. But yeah, Soxy. Soxy. It's so Patrick much simpler than, it's so much simpler than what I thought it was. Like, why couldn't we say that? I could, I don't know. I, I couldn't pronounce my own name until I went to music school. <laughs> That's right. It's a good got, thing you went to middle school, music school. Otherwise, yeah. what did you play? Uh, trombone, still do. Are you in a band? Uh, yeah, I'm in a grown up uh, brass collective. And I'll do What's it called? Uh, the Altoona Brass Collective. The Altoona Brass Collective. Do you yeah. do um, great do you music great. at races? He's a band, he's a band director. Yeah, band teacher. But okay. we do um, you know, like churches, nursing homes, parking yeah. lots. Races yeah. at midnight? We have not. We're. I'm saying. idea. <laughs> I know. This is a. So I had this idea, and I feel free anybody out there to steal this. I love listening. I, I love TikTok. I, it's terrible. When I eat my breakfast in the morning, I watch TikTok. And there is, um, there's, there's this saxophone player and it's um, sax squatch. So it's this guy who dresses up. Have you seen him? He's in oh, a yeah. Sasquatch costume and he plays the saxophone and he jazzes up all of these really popular songs. So I looked him up and he's in Virginia. And so I, I'm like, I'm, I really want to tell Virginia, the Virginia Happy Trails Running Club, like I I really want them to like hire him for like Massanutten or something. And can you imagine having Sax Squatch playing <laughs> the saxophone in the middle of a hundred mile? Like this would be awesome. This nice. is genius. But if we, if we can't have Sax Squatch, I think we should have the Altoona. The Altoona Brass group. Collective. Yeah. The Altoona Brass Collective. Playing sweet, sweet sounds in the middle of the woods. Grace, 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 can I finish introing him, please? Let's make a new race first. Okay, intro him. Do it. Gosh. All right. 
Patrick is here to talk about the Ironstone 100K, which is coming up this weekend, right? It is. Saturday start at what time? Two in the afternoon. Two in the afternoon. He is also here to talk about a very big race that he just finished, the last annual Heart of the South, correct? Correct. 351 miles. What did you have on your, your, your equipment? Um, 347 official. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was afraid to even look at the watch because like like 50 road miles usually came up as like 59 if you counted like all the laps I did at the Food Lions for groceries. Ah, interesting. So we'll get to that race. It was pretty big. It's amazing that he finished and that, that people do things like that. Um, much respect for that. He's also done Eastern States. He's done World's End 100K. Mm -hmm. um he just did highlands Grace. he just did he just did teamwork teamwork he just did massanutten 100 which he did uncrewed with basically with no help at all not even any drop drop bags um so making it you know the hardest possible way you can do a hundred miler basically um and he chooses to do that so that's pretty amazing so first off, we want to talk about um, Ironstone, right? Yes. Let's see. I know some things about Ironstone. I know there's a very flat rail trail section at the start for, what is it, like 13 miles? Uh, 15. 15-ish miles. So that gets your legs warmed up so that you can then climb a mountain and walk on wobbly, wobbly, wobbly rocks for the next what 50 miles or so yes and then you finish and you're supposed to be happy that you finish is that i mean that kind of sums it up right i couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> no i mean in all seriousness it's known for its it's extremely technical terrain after obviously after the rail trail um i was on it when i did mid-state trail and it's you can't move very fast the easiest way to put it right yeah, like overnight, there's a lot of sections that are basically not runnable. I mean, anyone's capable of anything eventually, but sure. um, but yeah, it's it's meant to be technical. It's meant to be hard. It's supposed to be meaningful, and this isn't a race for everyone. We're we're pretty open about that. Yeah, I mean, it kind of in in my eyes, it kind of mirrored um, the idea of you know Black Forest um 100k you know kind of not you know that's a midnight start but it's it's still it it doesn't have it's okay that it's not for everyone um mm -hmm. but it's got some specialness to it if you're willing to try yeah like we're very good friends with uh dave walker the director of that and we definitely took a lot of stuff from his playbook and we wanted the same just a lot of the same vibe a lot of the same energy like we're you know hard rewarding race trying to not take ourselves too seriously in the meantime and, you know, just make a cool experience for those who are, for those willing to step outside the box. And so Patrick, I want to give you an opportunity for some shout outs because your name, you put Patrick Soxie, huh? uh, co-RD, which means you have some other people helping you out. Who else is helping you out? And um, what, what, uh, you know, shout some people out, man. Well, first off, so I'm co-RD with Ben Mazur. 
I need to give Ben tons of credit and I really don't like being nice to him if I can help it. But yeah. Nobody does. Nobody does. He is brilliant. He yeah. is so good at this. He's yeah. uh, director of Eastern States right now. Yeah. Um, Allegheny Trail Runners. Um, calling me co-RD is a big and generous upgrade. Like I'm basically his intern. He does mm -hmm. everything so well, so efficiently. You know, he has stuff done before I even think to ask the question. So, um, yeah, I'm just taking lots of notes and just learning how he does things because he does an absolutely thorough and fantastic job on so many levels. And, um, you know, I'm happy to bust my butt like during race weekend, but behind mm -hmm. the scenes, I'm really just watching it all as he knocks out a wonderful product. Yeah. And he obviously keeps you in the basement while he works anyway, because that's where you are right now, I believe. You're in, in a cement basement. So that's appropriate. He just summons me when it's time to like bring him his slippers and his Got reading it. glasses and morning coffee. And yeah, you know. that's, that's smart. I need to do race drinking that way. <laughs> yeah. So, so this, this registration closes tonight at midnight, right? Yes. There's a chance that somebody's on here that might be on that might be on the fence. I don't know. There's a slight chance that somebody's watching right now that might be on the fence. What? Can, do you have anything to say that could maybe get them on the fence, uh, the side of the fence of just pushing that register button? Guarantee you will love your experience. You're going to love the people you're going to meet. Um, it's going to be rewarding. It's going to be cool. And um, yes, it's technical, but you're stronger than you realize. And um, and if nothing else, our cutoffs are pretty generous. Like we, the last people finished the race with hours to spare, and that was the first year of it. So, you know, you might not go as fast as you want, but I guarantee if you've got a qual qualifier, you can do this. Yeah. And you've got uh, some pretty great folks already signed up. I saw Ben King was on there and you've got a nice draw from a lot of different states. You even got the Med Midwest coming in. You got Jersey, you got Canada. So uh, really drawing in a great crowd. If I'm reading the acronyms correctly, someone from the Philippines. Wow. Ooh. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You got a, you got a nice crew coming in. Um, and you have very nice swag. I, this has been a, um, I remember when it first came out the first year I was like, ah, that's yeah, that swag. Look at that swag. Everybody at world's end was wearing that flannel and, and see if you have the beard, you can still see the logo too, which is a, a plus for people like the amazing Eric. What so, about his? His is longer than mine, Grace. It is. I'm not it sure. Is. I don't know. It used to be, so that's all matters. We need yeah. to. We definitely need to have a beard measuring comparison. We need to measure beards. We can do that at Eastern. I'm, I'll probably yeah. end up in your aid station. <laughs> I don't know so, what my volunteer assignment is yet, but I'll, I'll be there. Yeah. Excellent. It's um this one's been on my list. I uh, I have other arrangements this weekend. I'm not able to attend. I'm really bummed and. Um, Man, I hope it goes well. I can't Thank wait you. to hear all the stories. I've heard nothing but good stuff about this race. Someday I'll be prepared for it. Not ready yet. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> We're really excited to see what year two is going to look like. 
Yeah. Like, um, oh, if anyone interested in the race, the web website is wonderfully thorough. Like, mm-hmm. the course descriptions, like down to the mile, like it'll tell. Really, it'll tell you everything you need to know what to expect and to strategize. But even with that up last year, just having so many people, like they lived it. They had their stories stories to share. Um, we have uh, last I checked, at least nine finishers returning, nice. and a good number of people who didn't finish last year. And we're yeah. still really excited to come back and give it another go. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You know, it'll be interesting now that everyone has a better sense of the strategy, like you know, what happens with the finishing times and the success rate. Now that people have a, you know, coming in with different plans. What's the weather looking like for that weekend down there this weekend? Um, I haven't checked yet. I don't really trust forecasts more than three days in advance. Yeah. Um, hopefully, um, hopefully the, um, the Canadian haze, cuts down a little yeah i think up here it's supposed to be really hot wednesday thursday and friday and then kind of go away for the weekend so hopefully it's the same for down there yeah yeah and i think this is one um you know that i'd really encourage people to if they're not even if they're not able to race this year i think it's one that i envision you know you put on your calendar as an eight race i i think it's one that you really make like oh that's going to be my big race of the summertime. I think it's a, a cool one to to really focus on for the year. So I'm excited to see how this year goes and someday I want to do it. I don't know. We'll be here. <laughs> it's on my list too. Just has to fit right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I want to bust your chops for not doing it last year, but you've you've done it. It's not yeah. with the uh with your fkt i forget what my excuse was last year i feel like i had one but maybe maybe not probably not a good enough one that you would accept yeah but we know you stay busy you're you're forgiven yeah i'll get down there i promise <laughs> i think All it right. fits in i think it fits in nicely for people um who race a lot of winter racing you know if you're doing things like frozen snot um kind of those winter races the january february ones i think it fits nicely in with a summer race just a matter of like putting it on the calendar making it happen yeah they're all good there's so many to choose from oh, i know yeah I'm do all right part of the south patrick when did you decide you were running that is that something you, you've had on your agenda for a while um Probably for most of the past year, it's okay. been in my mind. Um, I have a very good friend, Elmo Snively, who did uh, the last annual of all state years ago, mm-hmm. which is uh, like a sister race to the same event. Right. Um, so I know I know someone who's done it. I've heard the stories. And um, the other part of my inspiration, I did uh, the Vermont Long Trail two summers ago. So mm-hmm. although like through hiking isn't the same as running on like state highways just still the idea of like well i've got a yeah i've got a multi-day journey carrying everything i have so it was a good, how long how long is the long trail uh 270 something okay miles. and did you do that solo um ish yeah. uh, a good friend from buffalo will edge uh, joined me for some sections so i was with him for a while and then awesome. um you end up making friends out there. Yeah. Like this old, um, 
wonderful old guy uh name was retread oh by the way uh trail my trail name's toe jam if you you need to know that yeah. Um, now <laughs> no <laughs> trail names are important <laughs> oh yeah retread had done it like 30 or 40 years ago and he came out for a second go and nice we somehow like we saw each other in the first couple days of the ray or the of the trip lost paths reconnected a week later and then hung together for the final week and i drove him home and dropped him off in um upstate new york saving his wife the trip and we got sushi together that's awesome like you just make one like this you just get these best friends just because you happen to walk the same pace at the same time yeah ah man quick and side quick side note the the long trail fkt is either about to be broken or was it broken today i don't know really? wow yeah oh, john kelly. Cool. john kelly is doing it oh Ooh. nice yeah. yeah if anybody will do it it'll be john yeah he i heard he moved back to the states i don't know yeah, yeah. Well, um if you, you ever go. if you ever want to be inspired no this is what drop it you're amazing eric let <laughs> <laughs> no last thing on the long trail anybody listening if you want to be inspired watch it's out on google it's a, a documentary called finding traction and yeah. that is uh nikki What's her last name? Nikki Spark. Kimble. Nikki Kimball. Thank you. Yep. Nikki Kimball. Um, her FKT attempt on the long trail was probably, um, you know, there were a few different driving forces that got me into FKTs. And that was definitely one of them was Nikki Kimball's documentary, Finding Traction. And you get a little bit of an idea for what Patrick went through because the long trail is very i mean we're known for treacherous trails in pennsylvania the long trail is incredibly difficult and you went from the long trail to the road in <laughs> hots is in tennessee right yeah give us a rundown of what exactly it is for those that don't aren't yeah. even know about hots so uh last annual heart of the south um they call it last annual every year just for fun yes. um yes. It's a journey race that's anywhere between 300 and 350 miles. It's a different course every year. Um, we met and parked our cars on the state line between um, Alabama and Georgia. Hopped on a bus. Mm -hmm. And it was a leap of faith. They didn't tell us which direction they were driving us. Nice. Took Before they took us to a hotel, they actually took us to a, uh, a children's fun center built on a uh, dinosaur excavation site. So we had a couple hours like, um, like looking at fossils and doing all the activities around lunch. Um, I don't know if that happens every year. Um, but yeah, they take us to a hotel, fed us at Golden Corral, emailed us the GPX, paid for mm -hmm. the first night of hotel. And then mm -hmm. in the morning, the bus dropped us off in Fig, North Carolina. Uh -huh. If you haven't heard of it, it was, it's like a church and a community center next to it. And they just yeah. dropped us off in the middle of nowhere. And we had 10 and a half days to uh, traverse on foot the 347 miles back to our car. You figure it out. How many, yeah. how many runners were on 80. the boat? 80? 80 started this year. I think there were about 60 finishers. Wow. Wow. That's pretty good. And you can go, um, does everybody go screwed or do you go crude or screwed? Uh, this one is specifically screwed. Okay. 
Okay. Um, so vol state, you can go crude or screwed, which means you either have a crew or you're solo, but hots yeah. is only screwed. Okay. Right. Now, now vol state was the original and yeah. it's the same course every year. So the locals yeah. are so excited to, they got so excited that like the snack stations turned into, they would let runners like come in the house and take a shower and <laughs> in a bed yeah. overnight, which nice. is, not the intent of the race and also mm. i mean like liability like sooner or later something weird's gonna happen when you sure. when strangers in houses so yeah we don't want runners to be like comfortable we want to make sure that they're miserable on the roads in tennessee in july exactly so as, as all <laughs> state got too too well supported yeah. um or like there's people who like once they made the announcement you can't let people in the house for the shower people were building outdoor showers in the ball oh, state place for that like one event a year which is just wonderful southern hospitality yeah so yeah, as yes. contrast the june race different course every year so yeah although they call the local like police authorities to warn us about the, the you know, all the all the hobos coming through <laughs> yeah rolling through um but yeah, so they, um, with a different course every year, it really cuts down on the magic and the help. And um, for the yeah. first couple of days, no one assisted with anything. Mm -hmm. Now, later in the race, more people were finding out and like every Figured church out. would have like a box of granola bars mm -hmm. and a bottle of water and someone standing there trying to offer you like a pamphlet. Yeah. And people like driving up and down the road with like pre-packaged gift bags. Wow. And so they're like, you That's were wild. so sweet, but you actually like decorated and like you pasted extra cardboard to the gift oh. bag. I can't oh. carry that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Know. Good intentions. Uh, yeah, really. Oh, so, was so sweet. So did you, what was your strategy? What was your strategy going into this? And then how well did you stick to that strategy or not stick to it? Um, I completely dropped my strategy the first day. Okay. What the was the strategy? As, as, yeah. Right. Because <laughs> why not? Um, I was going into this visualizing, like, if I did, like, three half marathons a day, mm -hmm. you know, like, morning, half marathon, big stupid lunch, get off my yeah. feet, afternoon half, evening one. Like, that was my yeah. first concept of 40 miles days puts me ahead of the curve enough. Right. Um reasonable and then i mean i've done i mean I've, I've ran more than 40 in a day so that seemed reasonable but then sure. um, um part of it is you just you go out there and you make best friends like yeah. the first person i talked to in the parking lot super excited uh, a professor of actuarial science uh, and published researcher just super excited and we just we just made friends and he is a classic like back of the packer like he does one or two hundred mile races a month wow and he's always last and he yeah. just enjoys himself and eats non-stop until mile 80 mm -hmm. and then cruises the last 20 in yeah he's got it got it down right yeah. um yeah. so i'm talking to him and the more i'm talking like you know I, we're just gonna hang with this guy and we ended up not running a single step the first day yeah. now we put in at least 40 miles before we went to bed of just like power walking mm-hmm and then part of me is like, okay, this is like it's south. There's a little bit of heat acclimation. This will be mm -hmm. my warm up day. And then we did like some running breaks the next day. Um, but yeah, we just ended up just like largely power hiking. And by the um, 
oh, by like the third, like we checked in and like reported miles every morning and evening. You yeah. know, by the third day checkpoint, we had knocked out 150 miles in the three days, just yeah. almost entirely walking. Yeah. Hmm. That's the way to do it. <laughs> and he was happy with five hours of sleep and I wanted some extra. So I said, uh, just, I'll catch up with you later. And then I never did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never caught up. <laughs> never caught up. Wow. Oh, man. That is experience. That's what that is. I hope to be like that one day and have that much experience. Ah. What, Had he done um, this race before? What's that? Had he done this race before? No, he was a first timer. Hmm. Wow. That's impressive. Um, what are some of the favorite things that you ate along the way? Um eventually i stopped taking it so seriously like the first three days it was like it was just gas stations or if we wanted a break from the sun like we went to a food line and we you know got a stash of food and we were sitting there slicing open blood blisters in their lobby um eventually <laughs> once i started enjoying myself more um yeah. crossed into knoxville and there was a scottish pub literally right on course nice so walked in and like, you know, I've worked hard. I'm going to have a shepherd's pie and a giant lager at mid-race. There you go. Uh, a lot of Mexican places, um, cute mom and pop coffee shops. So um, you said once you started having fun, like, was there a moment or something that happened that kind of flipped a switch for you? So um, 50 mile days was at the peak of what I could do. Mm -hmm. and, like, yes, I could do it, but it was just way too tactical. Like, like when you sat, when we sat down, like right. we had a list of chores of like, you know, we'd look for the outdoor outlet, the dollar general, and like we'd plug our devices in yeah. and take our shoes off. And then there was this like order Gosh, of operations of like, yeah. clean this, lance this, tape this, yeah. throw this away, reshuffle this stuff. And it was, yeah. um, it was a really fun and really rewarding logic puzzle. Yeah. But by like, you know, by that third day, I was just like, I'm doing this too efficiently. I'm skipping too many mom and pop places. I'm not yeah. seeing all the sites. I'm not reading all the signs. Yeah. So, and I had enough miles in the tank that like, you know, I, I finished with two days to spare. Yeah. I realized like I can slow down. I can see more things. I ended up getting a, like, I think I spent 12 hours in a hotel room that night, just like really, really cleaning everything off and right. all the stretching I should have been doing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, like there was enough time left over that I, it became more journey and less race. Yeah. Ah, oh, spot on. Um, do you, uh, I have so many questions. Um, did you do compression socks at night? Oh, I have them on 24. Well, I had them on nonstop for the first six days. Yeah. At some point, my shins swelled enough that I could no longer wear my compression sleeves because I was actually yeah. getting like blister chafing uh -huh. for my swollen calves, which I'd never, never saw that one coming. <laughs> yeah. What else didn't didn't you see coming? Um, I took a. I took a one mile detour to go to an REI because I wanted big cushy toe socks. Yeah. I was getting those weird blisters like underneath, like in between my big toe and my second toe. Uh-huh. And like, I'm not usually bad about that, but obviously this is a bit more than I'd done before. Yeah. Um, and like, 
you reach a point where like you can be really excited for Taco Bell, but mm -hmm. you won't eat it because you have to cross four lanes of traffic. Yes. You don't want to take, there's a point yeah. where you just don't take extra steps. Yeah. And I went a whole extra mile for those. That's, that's a long ways for toe socks. I, yeah, yeah I feel that. <laughs> and I stand by that decision, but a smarter person would have owned them ahead of time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look, there, yeah, is there any spot where you were at a, a really bad low where you like you, you thought about stopping or anything? Or was it pretty consistent the whole time as far as your mental state? I did okay. I mean, I think day two and three, there were more moments of like, this hurts. I know mm -hmm. I can do this. I don't know why I want to. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I'm pretty good at not putting time and energy into those kind of thoughts. Like they'll pop up, but I'm not one to like, you know, that like toilet drain death spiral of like, yeah. you know, you just get like grumpier and grumpier and grumpier. Like I'm pretty good at mm -hmm. avoiding that. And also like, Hey, beer and shepherd's pie. Or when I started hitting <laughs> all the Mexican places, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was, that was good for spirits. So who would you recommend this race to? I don't think it's for everybody, you know, but who would you recommend it to? Because when I, when I think of this, I, I think, um, there's no, it's not as pretty as the trails. Right. Mm -hmm. But I've been on some courses, you know, when, um, when I did the Mason Dixon trail, there was a good amount of it was on the road, but it was absolutely beautiful. Those particular roads were very nice. And it was country farms. And I love country farms. Um, like what, what, what types of things, if you like this, then this might be the race for you. Um, so I mean, one, one honest thing is like, it's just road miles. Mm -hmm. There's no trail. You're pounding pavement the whole time. So that's just something to understand, which I, I don't care for pavement. That was my least favorite part of it. Yeah. Um, the cool thing is like, it's almost not a running event. Mm -hmm. Like you're hiking and you're traveling and seeing stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, like hiking 35 to 40 miles in a day, it's not about being fast. It's just about doing a long day. Mm-hmm like hiking like a 20 minute mile is not bad for the majority of people. Like, yeah. like people who don't consider them athletes can actually sustain that for a lot longer. It's just a question of yeah. if you want to be out there for moving for 15 hours. Um, <laughs> so really, I just think it's, um, what we do is mental. Yeah. Do you uh, want to be alone with your thought, potentially alone, potentially with other people for 15 hours alone with your thoughts? <laughs> right or like navigating like i mean getting the gpx file on our phone was great because like we could look at the course and like all of the like all the gas stations and hotels and stuff would line up but mm -hmm. um it, there's just a game of like hotel the hotels are where they are yeah so if you want a hotel you either do a 30 mile day or a 50 mile day and there's no segment in between yeah. Or, or are you willing just to go camp in the bushes somewhere, which I did a couple nights. Yeah. And I think, I think it's hard too to wrap your head around for some people who are used to, because I think the, the person who does this has either been doing road running for a long time or they've been doing ultras for a long, maybe not a long time, but they've been doing ultras maybe for a few years. And, and potentially that person is accustomed to doing say 
you know, a 12 to 15 minute mile. So you really got to wrap your head around these miles are going to tick by a heck of a lot slower. And that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's you know, trying to explain that to people like, Oh, I did a 40 mile day. Yes. I understand that 40 miles doesn't normally take me that long, but like, that's, it's impressive. Like doing 40 miles in one day is hugely impressive in um, when you're doing these multi-day events. Yeah. Um, like I had a friend who, um, like he was out to win. He ran 10 minute miles for the first 98 miles. Wow. On top. Yeah. And then he sat in a hotel for 24 hours and quit. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's... <laughs> Yeah, that's which hard. is unfortunate. And it, yeah, yeah. And it feels terrible and it's unsustainable. Yeah, yeah. So like, I was ex I was looking at my watch like, oh wow, I just walked a seventeen minute mile. That's un I can't believe I did that. Right, right, right. So it's it's wrapping your head around like what what do I need to do right now to make sure three days from now I'm okay. So I need like I'm gonna need different socks. I need to use. Put a, I need to switch my socks. I need to clean this and lance this and and just taking care of yourself most of the time. And, and uh, it's quite the undertaking. I think it, there's a whole appreciation for what our what crew can do for you when you have to take care of yourself out there. Yeah, I did some. Um, oh, sorry, the, the the weird mental game is like at any given point you don't know where you're sleeping that night. Mm -hmm. you yeah. don't know where your next meal is necessarily like you yeah. can look ahead and like oh yeah there's a there's some restaurants six miles down the road or like you're looking at the game like i'm slower than i expected right everything closes at 10 o'clock yeah where's my last where's my last supply point yeah yeah i did that on the horseshoe trail i knew i wasn't going to make it to where i would need to be and i'd like stopped in the middle of this trail and i'm calling this campground and this woman is she's like well i don't know if we can do a same day reservation and i'm just like please can you please and well what time are you gonna get here well not until nine o'clock well is there any chance you can get here by seven i'm like no i can't i can't get there by seven will you please just let me camp in the back it's it's crazy trying to figure out logistics while you're out there recognizing that every time you stop to figure out logistics you're you're bleeding time eric you're amazing can can i say something grace i you kind of okay anyway um i think <laughs> eric you're amazing one of the beautiful things about these type of events in Vol state too and i i think there should be more of them is the fact that you know they're they are on road and a lot of trail runners you know oh my gosh i'm not running staying hitting the pavement for that long and that hard but it it puts you in a spot that you're totally different than anybody else who's driven down that road um or across that country or country across that state and you know a lot and the, the way i look at it is and i haven't done any of these crazy insane either of those two races but you know there's a lot of national parks out there and every day they're full of people looking at the same amazing things but there's also a lot of cool stuff on a lot of the back you know backcountry roads and man when you do a race like this like you're saying you're not running the whole time a lot of it's walking and talking with people that you're you're racing with who cares if it's the little stuff you're seeing but you're still seeing stuff 
at a 20 minute mile instead of 70 miles per hour going down the road. I'm sure you have tons of memories of those little things just from your adventure. And it's probably stuff that kind of pops up in your head here and there that you don't even remember, you know, to, to think off the top of your head. But that's, that's what would my drive would be to do something like this because it puts you somewhere where right. people, most the population's never going to be in that spot. Yeah, uh, the um, the director uh, Laz uh, Lake, the same he's the same guy who uh, puts on the Barkley marathons. Um, he loves local history, and we were mm. hanging out in the parking lot the before the like the first night of the event, and he's like, "Oh yeah, when you get to this town, like if you look up in the corner of the town square, you can still see a cannonball up there from the Civil War that they never removed." And mm. like every town he went took us through has some like great story and like the GPX would make, give us like a weird, like zigzag through a town because he wanted us to see this little park nice. or the statue or the sign. Um, very, very eccentrically the night before the race, he kept talking about Southern breakfast biscuits. Mm, oh, Southern biscuits doing, are no joke. And they were phenomenal. He this kept thing. coming back to it again and again and again. And then at the, after the post-race meeting, he made a stand in single file line and everyone had to pre-order our breakfast biscuits for that morning. Yes. <laughs> so we, and then the other, the other start of the race was really bizarre. Um, so we'll go, I'll, I'll backtrack. Biscuits, yeah. Southern biscuits are no joke. No. So we'll get I, to the biscuits next because um, yes. we, there's this community center and the bus pulls like alongside the road across the road. Mm -hmm. And there's this little tunnel just so like, you know, the school children or whatever could like not cross the road. And it's a road no one drives wow. on anyway. So we get off the bus and they make us all like cross the road and we get the big giant picture against the community center and we all walk back over. And then they make a giant announcement that it's unsafe to cross the road. So for the race, you have to go through the tunnel, even though they made us cross the road twice already. And they know what they're doing. And then a mile down the road, there's this little mom and pop shop. And we, we must have really boosted their quarter, like pre-ordering like 200 of these breakfast biscuits. Like we had friends who mm -hmm. ordered like six or eight of them and just stuffed their pockets. And that was like all of their uh -huh. food for the day. And how many of the race decisions, like how much of that 350 miles was dictated over the fact that he wanted to send us through this tunnel and he wanted to buy biscuits off this little <laughs> mom and pop shop. Right. This is beautiful. That's amazing. Oh, I love it. I love races like that. You know, it's, it's cool that our sport, I was just looking at pictures. Congratulations to Chris Young, by the way, he did the um, Ironman over the past weekend and all the people who got to finish Ironman. I see big stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. You know, huge, big races and, and um, very well put together. And I think about my own race, which is, kind of like low key and, and, uh, but there's something beautiful about the low key races that are just based around biscuits and a tunnel. <laughs> and there's something beautiful about the big ones too. And about, um, you know, doing something, um, something with a, a huge group of people. Um, so it's, uh, I don't know. I love, I love those kinds of races. I think they're a whole lot of fun. We stumbled on some great charm for Ironstone for people still on the fence. Halfway through the rail trail, you go through the community of Williamsburg. That town is so excited. The mayor 
has an open tab <gasps> and anyone can run in and get free soft serve at the Martin. Uh, uh, I forget which one. We'll have a big sign for you, but like there'll be a spot there where you just show up mm -hmm. and you're going to get free ice cream mid race. Cause it'll be a hot day and you're working hard and you deserve it. Oh. Nice. The mayor is buying strangers because he just wants people running through his it. town. I love it. That ice cream is going to stay in your stomach so nicely as you climb. <laughs> wow. Uh, I gotta, you gotta just go for it sometimes, you know? So is Vol State on your, on your radar or not right now? Um, I'm open to it. So I'm taking uh, music grad classes. So I'm going to be, um, this is what music grad school is like. After Ironstone, I'm going to go to Messiah College for a week of drum camp. And then the next week is like a week of trumpet and tuba camp. And then like the next next summer, I'm going to have saxophone camp and then conducting camp, which unfortunately conflicted with Ball State, which is why mm. I chose Hots instead because it fit in the schedule. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I have to ask this question before we transition over to what's next. Um, you know, doing something like this, I feel like um, I feel like when you go through something like that, you, you there's a big lesson either about yourself or about life or or something that you walk away with that you didn't have before, or there's something that you get to um, leave behind um, that that you allow yourself to leave it behind out on the course. So, what? I, I hope did that happen for you? Did you have like a big kind of moment or a lesson or or what happened? Um, it was a great confirmation of like my big, I don't want to say my existential crisis, but my like ongoing like frame of reference over the past year or two. Right. Um, time is so important. Yeah. It's our most valuable resource, mm -hmm. but with enough time, anyone, like anyone listening to this, can accomplish anything. It's just a matter of how long it takes you. Yeah, I want to jump in real quick. Yes. I, and when I first met you, I don't know how many years ago it was, probably on the Facebook before we met in person, which happens a lot these days. But I remember uh, a quote that you kind of own and, and you posted after something big that you did was, you can do all things. And it's it, it was a very simple quote. There's There's no fluff to it but it fits right into, you know, I believe that too. And I want to show people that also, and that's all you did. All you were doing was posting that quote, just saying, look, you know, try the stuff that scares you, try the stuff that sounds stupid, run the 300 miles on road because it sounds like it sucks so bad, but you can do all the things if you, if you want to. And you just posted that after this one, this event too, on one of your Facebook posts. And it, it brought me back to remembering that that's, I mean, that's kind of your signature sign off. And, and I, I do, I truly love it. And more people need to live by it. So I just want to say thank you for that. And, and, and uh, I hope people take it to heart. Oh, gladly. But yeah, like you, time is your only actual limit. Like, you know, I don't know how long it'll take you to do hundred miles, but like people who can't run a step, you can walk a hundred miles. You don't need to, but you can go do something cool. Um, this race, highly recommend for any, I mean, it, it's anyone with a flexible mind or mm -hmm. is willing to be uncomfortable, but you don't have to do this race. Any one of your friends can just pick you up, drop you off somewhere a hundred miles from your house 
with a running pack and a phone charger <laughs> and go do it. Yeah. Make it back. Now I like, am I correct that you kind of, you kind of kept this race under the radar as far as telling people that you were doing it or is, or is that false? I mean, no, did, that's very accurate. How come, what was your motivation behind that? Is that just um, who you are or was there a reason or what, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, absolutely. Um, it was 25%. I had to make sure I didn't chicken out and make sure I actually started that start line, which was little moments beforehand. Like I'm driving down to do what I can't. I, there was at least five minutes where I didn't know if I can get in the car. Right. Um, beyond that, um, it's just really big. And I don't know if you've experienced this too, where like I have family members who like they run 10 Ks and they love them and they start saying like, well, I'm not a runner. Look at what this guy does. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's that really fine line of people should know that cool things exist and people should know that they're capable of it. But I also don't, I never wanted this to turn into some kind of crazy attention grab or ego trip of like, oh yeah, hundreds weren't enough. So uh, mm. yeah, we're going for the three fifties now, take it from there. Like I never wanted to be that guy and, come across as that way. So it was nice just to, just to be quiet and let people like people could figure out naturally. And like, I don't like my coworkers, they find out cool. They don't need to know. I, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Understood. Makes sense. I was just curious. Cause I, I got that feel, you know, talking to Ben a little bit when you're doing it and stuff that it was kind of kept under, under wraps. Yeah. And also and side note, if you're going to be, don't advertise if you're going to be away from home for 10 days, just for, you know, robbers and vandals and such too. Very like 5% or less of it. Various people. Nice. Uh, well, what else we got? Anything, Grace? I feel good. I'm inspired. I am inspired, Patrick. I still don't know that I want to run 300 miles on the road because... I don't know that my knees can handle being off camber for that long. These, <laughs> these knees are, uh, they're, they're built a little different, but I am still inspired to go out and do big things. So I appreciate you coming on and inspiring all of the people out there. I want to, um, hear if anybody else decides to sign up after listening to this. I hope yeah. so. So, uh, so coming off of that race, the only the only uh, side effects you have, injury you you currently have, are shin splints, which kind of makes total perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, it might be an overuse injury. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have another question. Um, I have so many uh, shoes. One pair. Oh, um, because I'm ridiculous, um, I do a lot of my road running in uh, bedrock sandals. Okay. Well, yeah, I yeah. had five to 10 miles hiking in sandals every day. And then, mm -hmm. uh, then in an ultra road shoe the rest of the time. Okay. So sandals yeah. and shoes kind of swapped. Okay. Yeah. Cause you can change your blister points. You're changing yeah. the gate a little bit. Um, I think that makes a lot of letting sense. Feet air out a little more in the sandals was huge. Right. Like, oh, soggy feet are not yeah. good. They're never good, but they're really bad in a multi-day race. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But like, um. I run, I run roads in the sandals though. So I, I earned that level of idiocy. Yeah. But, um, I stand yeah. by it. You got to practice idiocy. Mm -hmm. You got to get good at it first. <laughs> poles, 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 no yeah. poles. 
Had them the whole time. Yep. Smart. Yep. Even sometimes I was just carrying them, but I just had them just in case. Yeah. Also, they're good for angry dogs. Oh, nice. Plenty of uses. I was escorted by a very angry dog for like, it must have been like a full football field. Like he did not want me walking in front of his house and he would, uh, boy, did you guys see like the, the video of a Puma that went viral? Like I want to say a summer or two ago. Yes. Like yeah, escorting yeah. a trail runner and it would kind of uh-huh. like be like a fake lunge and right. it was doing exactly that. Wow. Walking like backwards across the highway, hoping the cars are paying attention to me as this dog is like, <laughs> doing these like, crazy lunges at me. So wow. Polo's good for that too. Okay. Yeah, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, okay. I had to get those questions out. I appreciate you coming on, Patrick. Thank you for telling us all your stories. I can't wait to hear more stories and more adventures. I think um, race directors out there should consider hiring you for uh, some music in the woods because I think that would be awesome. And... (laughs) Actually, but, so my marching band does play at the finish line at Sweat for Vets every year. Nice. See, there we go. Uh, yeah, I and I've I've seen music out on courses before. I've seen it happen. So I played music at the last idiot race, and everybody loved it way better than Eric's music. Whatever. Just Don't listen to Eric, you are awesome. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> well, good luck this weekend. Uh, we look I hope everybody stays healthy and has a super fun time. Appreciate it. And, and yeah, let us know if anybody else signs up. I'm curious too. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be checking. It was 82 before I logged beard, on. Beard power. Yeah. <laughs> the beard boost. <laughs> You're doing your, you're doing your, tra- your, your big run, group run, right? Yeah, I'm gonna be going all weekend. What are you doing this weekend? All weekend, boy. Um, just some more long running, leading up to the hundred miler, because that's what we do when we sign up for a hundred miler. We yeah. run all, all long runs. Yep. All right. Well, let's let's uh, come back next weekend and talk about all the runs and talk about more things and talk about beards. Okay. Sounds like a plan. I'll be here. (laughs) All right. You're awesome, Eric. (laughs) Thanks again, Patrick. We appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Thanks everybody for joining in. Have a great night. Have a great week. Bye now. Bye.